This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Thank you for tuning in to the Sports Ethos Nets podcast. As always, this is your host, Cody Mallory. You can find me on Twitter at RealCodyMallory. Tonight, I think for the foreseeable future, a couple weeks, Joe is partying on the beaches in New Jersey, so he will not be joining us. However, I am joined by Anthony Dittmar on Twitter. That is at Anthony Dittmar underscore. How's it going, Anthony? Doing well, doing well. I just got back from my flight this morning. I was in Las Vegas. Uh, went right to work, so that was really fun getting on a six red eye flight and then going to work. But other than that, I'm running up some fumes. But we got some nets to talk about. How about you? Yeah, man. I uh, you weren't alone in Vegas. I think the Brooklyn Nets, Sean Marks, uh, Ben Simmons. I think they they were all there as well. So we'll definitely dive into that. But I can't complain. Uh, the weather sucked today, but besides that, it's been going good. Yeah, got some hoops in. Get back to some basketball. Uh, I took some jumpers on Friday, so I'm getting back into the AAU form. But uh, I'm like we said before, I'm no longer 21, 22, so I definitely feel it after playing now. Yeah, wish me some luck. I got kickball playoffs Thursday. We got uh, we're, we we got the fifth seed out of ten teams. Top six made the playoffs. The whole okay. playoffs one night. So hopefully we can uh, make a little run. We finished three and three. Had a three and one start and kind of fumbled the bag the last two games, but kind of <laughs> trying to salvage the season. Nice, nice. We'll see how it goes, though. Yeah, but uh, let's dive into the rumors real quick, shall we? Yeah, let's do it. So I feel like every day there's all these updates from various reporters on, obviously, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving. Um, There was some Joe Harris, obviously Donovan Mitchell, which is more linked towards the Knicks as opposed to the Nets, but we'll get into that. Um, first, let's just kind of talk about everything that we've seen on Kevin Durant recently. Um, so I think to this morning, Woj said on some ESPN network show, I can't, I don't remember if it was get up or first take or whatever it was. Um, but he's once again said that the Nets are not liking anything they have been offered. Um, they're still trying to trade Kevin Durant, he said, but they would gladly keep KD if he rescinds his trade request. Um, I guess, what are your thoughts on that before we go into more Kevin Durant stuff, Anthony? So I guess, like, first off, like, I'm glad the Nets aren't folding just for the sake of taking a deal. Like, I don't, I'd rather, like, get, trading Kevin Durant for spare parts is just obviously not ideal. Like, like set your franchise back for five to ten years. I'm exaggerating, so I'm glad that's the case. I think the Nets kind of, like, I think the market for Kevin Durant's kind of like set. I don't think teams as of right now are going to up the offer. And now that we're past the summer league, I don't really know if we're going to see a lot happen. Like yeah. if it does, maybe during training camp, but we'll go a little more into the teams that can be doing that once we talk about some other topics. But that's the way I see it right now. 
Like uh, it's leaning more towards I think there's a run it back type of situation, but it could everything could yeah. change with one tweet, obviously. I agree with you. I mean, I just think that there needs to be a conversation had. I just don't think Kevin Durant is gonna resend his trade request out of nowhere. Like, and I don't think they should expect him to as fans, as the organization, as media, like you shouldn't expect him to just be like, Oh yeah, never mind, I'm gonna come back. Like him, Sean Marks, probably Steve Nash, Kyrie Irving, Joe Sai, like they just got to talk it out. And I mean, they're going to have to tell him, like, if we don't get a package, we can't move you. Um, I mean, it can't get leaks that the Nets are going to trade him no matter what, because then the Nets lose all kind of leverage. So it's tricky, but I don't know. Next, um, I think it was Austin from Woj this morning, once again, uh, that the Nets would not trade Kevin Durant to the Raptors unless Scotty Barnes is included. I know Frank Isola, I think it was Friday on PTI, he was filling in for Wilbon and Kornheiser, said that there was a package around Ananobi and Pascal Siakam and some draft picks, um, but that the Nets want Scotty Barnes and Woj kind of doubled down on that today. Uh, what are your thoughts on that, Anthony? I think for the Nets, it definitely makes sense to want uh, Scotty Barnes. I think the narrative is out on Pascal Siakam, what kind of player he is. Like, don't get me wrong. I think he's two-time All-NBA now. And he was actually, like, All-NBA last year with not an All-Star, which is kind of interesting. But um, he's definitely a solid player, but I don't think he's the kind of player you want in return for Kevin Durant. I just don't think he ever could be a one. At least it's Scotty Barnes. Like, you don't know if he has that potential to become a one. Like, I think Siakam, we know he's a, maybe a two or a three in a championship team. Like, I think we saw him. I, I'd say to him and Larry, they're kind of like 2A, 2B that, that when they won with Kawhi. But I just so, don't – I think that you want Scotty Barnes over Siakam. And I think OG's the constant in this trade, but I think Toronto's probably pushing Siakam more, which I'm a little shocked because I feel like Siakam puts them more in win-now mode with Kevin Durant rather than Scotty. But I guess that's how they feel. Maybe they think that Scotty's ready for that test. But I don't see them putting Scotty Barnes out there for trade. Like, I don't think there's any chance that happens. Yeah, I mean, my initial thought was obviously you want Scotty Barnes, but I don't know if if they if the Nets get like that inkling that Kevin Durant wouldn't play for them this upcoming season if they don't trade him, which I don't think is true. But if they do kind of get that intel, or Kevin Durant straight up says it, like I don't think OG and Siakam and some picks, that's probably the best package I think the Nets could get in my opinion. Um, the Suns aren't beating it, the Heat aren't beating it, the Pelicans don't want to include Ingram. So, like, that's probably the best package I think they would get um, if they somehow are told by Kevin Durant or his business uh, agent, Rich Kleiman, that he's not going to play for the Nets. Um, but like I said, hopefully it doesn't come to that. Um, let's just do a hypothetical real quick, Anthony. Let's say that the Raptors change their mind and they include Scotty Barnes and that the Nets – are going to trade Kevin Durant and they get Scotty Barnes back. Would you rather have Scotty Barnes and Ben Simmons or Scotty Barnes and Donovan Mitchell? Now, it should be noted that the Nets would have to give picks to Utah, maybe Cam Thomas. So it's not kind of like a one-for-one. It's kind of you would have to give up some more assets. But which uh, two do you think fits better for the years to come for Brooklyn? I think I'd rather just like if you want a bit better like guarantee, I think you go Donovan. But like you said, if they give up too much, they're giving up. If you're going young, then you give up Cam Thomas too. I feel like that's kind of like doing the opposite of what you should be doing. I don't know. Maybe like you, th- you think Scotty and Donovan's a core that you could build around. But I think the way we've seen like Cam Thomas play, not just in Summer League, not to say like Summer League's this crazy like litmus test, but I do really believe in Cam Thomas as a player. So like if I had to give up a lot to get Donovan, I, it depends how much I'm giving up really. Like obviously, if it's like a straight up swap of Ben versus Donovan, give me Donovan. 
but if it depends like what you said like if you're giving how much you're giving up because the Nets don't really have a lot of picks to get yeah I, mean, I know they'll get the picks from Toronto but like you're probably forfeiting most of them for that Ben Simmons Donovan trade-off from what we've heard what the Jazz want for Donovan Mitchell which is like they want like five to six first I think and I think they're gonna get at least four if I had to guess right yeah, I mean, it would have to be a very complex trade. I don't even know if Utah would want Cam or if the Nets would have to send him to a different team for a first-round pick and then send that to Utah. They don't want uh, players, apparently. They want picks. So, right. like, Ben Simmons on a max is really not what they want. So, you might even get a third team involved. So, I just don't see that being a likely scenario. I agree. But I just I, – I think that Donovan Mitchell and Scotty Barnes would be a better basketball fit just because Mitchell is more of, like, an offensive scorer – um, obviously, we know Barnes to be a two-way player already, but he doesn't have, like, that go-get-a-bucket-when-you-need-it, but Donovan Mitchell does. Um, I don't know. It's just something I, interesting. I put a Twitter poll up, and it was pretty 50-50 split. So, just want to get your thoughts on it. Um, okay, this next report is just crazy. From Sam Amico from Hoops Hype, um, the Wizards are expected to make a major push for Kevin Durant. Um, I'm not sure how, with what, when, but that was out there today, so I wanted to throw it in the pod. I didn't even see that, actually. Um, that's interesting because he's from D.C. I think we all know him like, for years. Like Every time Kevin Durant's kind of been like a free agent, the Wizards kind of dipped their toes in. I think some people thought in 2016, before he went to Golden State, there was a chance he like, at least heard it out. Pretty sure they hired Scott Brooks just to try to win over KD because he was the coach of the Thunder at one point. Um, I don't know what they give up. Like you said, like, I'm assuming you'd want to pair Beal with Durant so you don't Beal's not on the table. Then in terms of young players, like that Porzingis, not that he's young, but I wouldn't want Porzingis. In terms of young players, like they really don't have the young guys and that's wants. So I just don't really see that being a likely scenario unless like a third team is involved. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, I mean, it's back to kind of like the Phoenix and Miami thing, except maybe even worse. Like, that would be the worst uh, one. Yeah. So I don't think that's even remotely possible, but I did want to throw that out there. Um, and then Christian Winfield had a, a report today that is unclear if Kevin Durant would rescind his trade request. If not, this could drag into September. Um, I mean, that's just kind of some more of what we've been hearing for the last couple of weeks. I don't know if you have any thoughts on that, but it's pretty um, much. Yeah. Personally, like now that we're past summer league, like I was saying, I think we're going to hear something within the next few weeks. I don't think we hear nothing until training camp. Like something's going to come out either one way or another. Either Kevin Durant rescinds it or Kevin Durant's adamant. Like he still wants out of here where like, I don't know, like if he sits out, like that's really a big CBA thing. I don't ever see the top like three player. You could argue at least no one could argue top three. I would argue the best player in the league sitting out 
for like a situation like that with like especially four years on his contract and they will cause a major CBA issue. Um, and I, I guess that if, they, if he's doing that and the teams like even bring the values down more, I'm not moving him. I'll play the hard game with Kevin Durant here because I'm not moving Kevin Durant for spare parts. That's the way I see it. I hope my like obviously I think we all hope like there's like at least at least a one year run it back and maybe in hopes maybe like they are successful and like they do stay long term. I think that's the dream scenario in the situation. But you at least want that one year chance. I think that most Nets fans would be okay at least giving one more shot. If it doesn't work out this year, then they're like, okay, at least we gave it our all, you know? Yep. Yeah, I mean, I'm in the same boat. I'd rather lose Kyrie Irving for nothing in the offseason and have a diminished value, I guess, on Kevin Durant as a year older than sell them for shit this year without giving it a chance. So, um, all right, let's jump into some reports on Kyrie. Um, I think since the last time we spoke, we did not talk about this, but Brian Lewis had the report that Kyrie Irving has never asked for a trade from Brooklyn and that he intends to play on the Nets, whether Kevin Durant is there or not. Um, and then Jake Fisher reported yesterday that Kyrie Irving is accepting that he is overwhelmingly likely to be back in Brooklyn. I guess, what are your thoughts on the Kyrie news that we've seen these last couple days? I mean, like from the very start, like it, I think Kyrie, this main, I think Kyrie thought he'd be back. I didn't think nobody, I knew nobody thought like this was going to happen. Like obviously, when Sean Mark made those comments that a press conference that like kind of started this whole thing, and he just wanted his max and his money and just have the security. And obviously, there's reasons why he didn't get that. And I, I didn't think he thought that he would have. He thought he, I think he thought he had lever dippers. I think he thought teams to be more of a market for him when he realized it was just the Lakers and it was just offering a shitty Westbrook package. Like, I think he kind of faced reality, which is why he took that player option. So I think there was a part of him that didn't want to leave when he didn't get that security. I think it was first he wanted the Nets and the long-term security. Then once he didn't get that, he was like, screw it. I'll prove my value somewhere else. I'll be getting what I'm worth. And once he realized that wasn't the case, he kind of just like fell back into it. Like, I don't think there was like no smoke here at all. Like, I don't, I don't believe that he ever, he never wanted to leave. He never wants to do this. Like, if the Lakers were offering Kyrie Irving a max and they somehow got off Russell Westbrook, He's 100% there. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I agree. Like, no doubt in my mind. Yeah, like, I agree. Else. Like, if someone's offering him a max, as long as it's a contender, it's not like the Detroit Pistons. Hey, maybe even the Pistons, if you're the only team offering him a max. Like, <laughs> like, like I, I think he just, it was more of like his money thing versus like, I hate the Nets. But there, I don't think yeah. that he never wanted to leave at any point in the last like month is, is very silly to say. I think he just realized he had, I think he realizes now he's made his best behavior this year to prove his last chance at a max. I agree. I mean, I don't really think that Kyrie wanted to leave until the Nets started kind of playing hardball with him. Um, I mean, we all know he grew up in Jersey, like the Nets were his team growing up. He said he wanted to be here. Um, and then things kind of went south with the Nets front office. And like you said, I definitely think he was trying to figure out his options. And now he's pretty much stuck. Because there's been numerous reports that the Nets are not interested in Russell Westbrook at all. Um, they'd have to find another team, etc. So it gets very complicated. I know we've gone into that in length, so we're not going to again tonight. But I think this is kind of his camp putting out there that Kyrie never wanted to leave just to try to make him look better, kind of restore that image. My thoughts on it are Brian Lewis has been pretty anti-Kyrie Irving as long as I followed Brian Lewis. Um, so I do not think Brian Lewis is making up this story because it makes Kyrie look good. So if it's not true, I don't think the story is out there. That's my take on it. Um, another thing for Brian Lewis, 
this was actually today on Mark Stein's podcast. Um, he said the Nets do not want to trade Joe Harris, and they are absolutely not treating him as a salary dump, but they are unsure if he will need to be moved if they come to a trade with Kyrie Irving. Um, I know we saw the reports probably a week, week and a half ago that the Nets were trying to convince the Lakers to take Joe Harris in like a salary dump, but the Lakers wanted Seth Curry instead. According to Brian Lewis, that is not correct. Your thoughts, Anthony? I always thought treating Joe as a, a like a negative asset was like asinine. Like this man led the NBA three four percentage like a year, year or two in a row. Last year, obviously, he was injured and like is his first time in his career. He's really missed time. Like yeah, like eighteen million isn't like a, a decent number, but that's like kind of what the going rate is for certain those kind of shooters. And to treat him like a negative asset is crazy. If anything, he's an even asset. Like. Where you don't just like salary dump him. I mean, anything you let him play this year and bring his value back up if you end up having to move him down the line. Like, I'm not saying Joe Harris is retiring a Brooklyn Net because he just, it's kind of the nature of like role players. Like, not that he's like a role role player, but he's kind of like in that category. Guys just don't play their whole career in one spot. So if there's a good deal for the Nets made to make them better, I wouldn't say he's untouchable. Like, I'm not saying I'm actively trying to dump him though. And I thought just throwing him in there for salary relief is just, just idiotic and we've seen this happen a couple of times in the nets in terms of doing cost saving moves and doing that again is just it would be another slap in the face like in just in general yeah i mean i'm pretty much with you like the fact that the lakers said they didn't want joe harris like that made me realize that the rumor sources story whatever you want to call it was bullshit like, Joe Harris, if they got Kyrie Irving, would be their fourth best player easily behind Irving, LeBron, and Anthony Davis. He would start. He would play 35 minutes a night. Like, wrong with shooters is, like, is like lights out. We've seen Mike Miller. We've seen right. Shane Battier. We've seen, uh, like, a bunch of guys, like, play with LeBron and kill it from three-point range for the shots they get. Yeah, and, like, Joe Harris is the say what you want. He shit the bed in the playoffs against the Bucs two years ago. He was hurt all of last year. He's 6'6", and he's one of the best shooters in the NBA. Like, he's not a great defender, but I wouldn't say he's a negative defender. Yeah. Um, he shows he shows up. He plays hard. He rebounds pretty well for his size. Like, he averages four, four and a half rebounds a game, like, the last three or four years. Um, so, like, he's more than just a shooter. He's definitely developed, and they consider him a negative asset. Like, I was genuinely wondering, like, is Sean Marks for real? Like, this can't be true. So, I was glad to see that come on. Um. Kind of going along with this Nets rumors, we got to dive into some Russell Westbrook stuff real quick just because it kind of goes along with what's going on with Kyrie as that has been the rumor package from several reporters. Um, Westbrook fired his agent. Of, I think his, he was his agent for 14 years. Um, is that true, Anthony? Does that sound right? Yeah, I did see that. Yeah, he did. I think it's. I think it, what I heard is that it's a conflict of his agent telling him to tough it out in L.A. and Russ kind of wanting to get out of there. I saw the right. AD at a meeting with Russ today, so I'm, I feel like there is a lot of smoke that Russ does not want to be there, but, like, yeah. obviously he doesn't have very much of a market. Yeah, so Chris Haynes reported today what you were just talking about, that the Lakers' big three had a conversation, obviously, by big three, I mean LeBron, Anthony Davis, and Westbrook, and they are committed to making it work. So I don't know if that's just them preparing in case they can't move Russ, if it's them saying the Nets aren't going to do it for Russ for Kyrie, so, like, they're not going to do that. Um, or if it's just, like, I don't know, like, they're just talking. But I think Kyrie going to the Lakers is very unlikely, in my opinion. 
Yeah, I, I just don't really see it happening. The Nets don't want Westbrook. Like, if they're going to trade Curry, at least get a pick or two. And I just don't – the Westbrook makes no sense. Like, if he stays, he'd never want to play with Kevin Durant. Either would Kevin Durant. He's just not a good player for him for what he's getting paid. Like, right. sure, if he got bought out, someone will take him on, like, a league minimum. But, like, anything other than that, it's like, why do you want him? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I agree. Um, so, I don't know about you, Anthony, but I've kind of reached the point in the offseason, like you said, summer league's over. The league kind of goes on vacation until training camp picks up, preseasons, like, beginning of October. Um, I'm pretty much at the point where I consider Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving to be Brooklyn Nets, and I don't think that's going to change. I do want to let you guys know that a very, very drunk Joe Farrow messaged me and Anthony and said, <laughs> please tell all of the listeners to bet the fucking house that Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant will be on the Nets next year and that they will not be traded prior to the trade deadline. <laughs> so, like I said, a very drunk Joe Farrow said that. He's feeling good and confident that the uh, Nets are running the back and they will give it until the end of the season. You kind of in the same boat, Anthony, before we move on. I think so. As of right now, like I said, it's, anything could change. So I'm going to right now say yes, but you never know what could happen. But it doesn't look like like New Orleans or Toronto's and up their trade trades. And I don't really see another team being able to like put it together a deal that makes sense. I mean, yeah. Until there's like a meaningful report and not just these Twitter accounts going, oh, sources told me this. Oh, like if there's nothing meaningful, like I'm pretty much done talking about it. I don't think anything's changing. So let's move on. Uh, before we dive into the summer league that you were lucky enough to attend this past weekend, uh, let's briefly talk about the Sean Marks extension. Um, I don't even know what to say. Like, there's just no transparency. I, it was Winfield that reported, I believe. And, like, I don't know if he was just kind of get ahead of the curve and then the Nets saw it, like, wow, this looks horrible PR. Like, we got all this drama going on with Durant and Irving. Like, we got to then push it to Alex Schiffer of the Athletic and make sure he gets out there that we have not done an extension. Or, I, I don't know. But, like, there's never anything that's clear with the Brooklyn Nets. And I know we've been saying that for a year now since we started the pod. Like, with Joe Harris injury, the Ben Simmons injury, like, the stuff with Kevin Durant and Kyrie. Now we don't even know if the GM's been extended or not. It's very frustrating. But what do you think, Anthony? Yeah, so, like, Winfield's a pretty, like, probably one of the top, if not the most trusted Nets reporter. Like, very non-biased. And, like, he has legit sources, obviously, in the Nets organization. So the fact that this came out, that a lot of guys refuted it right away, it leads me to believe that this other one wasn't supposed to leak, and it did. Or two, it was true, and the Nets saw the bad PR it got, and they tried to, like, hush it up by telling other people it's not. Because I don't know how something like that would get, like, confused, because that's a very easy thing to, like, know if it happened or not. It's not like the Nets are, like, it's like a free agency rumor where like they're like connected to a guy and some guys reporting this, some guys reporting that where a lot can happen. Like it's like your GM getting extended. So like I said, the lack of transparency is very frustrating. Who knows if it's true or not? I would lean towards yes, considering the way that Joe Desai has been locked in with the uh, show marks like this whole way through and like wanted the power back, but it yet to see, like, I don't know. I, I want to say yeah. I, I want. I think I'm likely to believe that it's true, and then somehow something happened along the way where like they try to rescind it. That's how I see it. Yeah, I think that's fairly logical. There was also a report. I think it was from Brian Lewis, but I'm not positive. Um, that Sean Marks and Steve Nash are a package deal. 
And if one of them gets fired, the other one is going with him. Did you see this report also, Anthony? Yeah, I did. I, I thought that, like, I mean, I guess at this point, like, Sean Marks is already on hot seat enough where, like, if Nash is, is gone, I think that, like, makes sense. Like, usually it's, like, both together unless, like, something traumatic happens or, like, so, like for unforeseen circumstance. I think, I will, like, I understand they have their own relation, but I was under my impression that, like, KD was kind of the one that wanted Nash here. I know, like, Sean Marks knew about the connection. He reached out to him. But it's interesting to see that. Like, I'm not sure how true that is or not, but I'm not shocked. Yeah. No, I, I yeah. I mean, like, I, nothing would surprise me at this point. So I don't really have anything to say on it. Usually if the GM goes, the owner cleans house, they let the new GM do whatever they want. I think Josai is pretty involved, unfortunately, which I think is never good for a professional sports team for the owner to be involved. Um, that's why they hire the GM. But we'll leave it at that. Um, I guess one more thing we kind of skipped over with the Kevin Durant stuff was with the Phoenix Suns. Um, the Pacers finally gave DeAndre in the offer sheet, and the Suns matched it, which now means he can't be traded until, like, I think it's January 15th, which all but eliminates the Suns, in my opinion. You agree, Anthony? Yeah, there's no package that gets this done unless it's a third team that really wants to help Phoenix. Yeah, I mean, I think it's as simple as that. And I don't think, even if there is a third team, I think they're going to need a fourth, a fifth. Like, it would have to be crazy complex. I don't see it happening. I don't see the Nets getting what they want. And as we've said, probably the last four or five episodes now, the Nets have all the leverage because Kevin Durant would literally have to sit out until he would probably retire, which how long he was under contract. So I don't see that happening. Um, all right, let's move on. <laughs> couple more rumor things we got to go through this weekend it was saturday we saw the drooling going on we saw lebron um and demar Derozan show up um there was reports that Kyrie was going to play in the game before lebron which he did not then there was reports he was going to play in the game after lebron which once again he did not um it also would get leaked on i think it was instagram or twitter that Kyrie was at Phil Handy's basketball camp for girls, and he was, uh, I guess, like a camper there, or not, sorry, not a camper, like a counselor helping out with coach. Um, he was doing dribbling drills when I, what I saw. Then the commissioner of the Drew League, Dino Smiley, I think is how you say it. He said, I don't know. They were pretty sure he was coming, but you know how Kyrie is. I guess he changed his mind in the middle of it. Um, it would also be known that the team they said Kyrie was playing for on Saturday either does not exist or did not have a scheduled game for Saturday. I really don't know what to make of any of this. Like, I think it's just people riding Kyrie Jass because that's what the media likes to do. Um, take it away, Anthony. I don't know what else to say. <laughs> yeah, I, really, I think people love to build up like up people to make him a villain. I think Kyrie Irving's essentially a villain in the NBA now no matter what he does. And, like, this is, like, obviously, like, almost a non-story to me. Like, I don't know how sure whether he was going to come or if he wasn't. Like, whatever it is, maybe he saw LeBron was going and he didn't want to, like, more rumors circulating or maybe he didn't really just want to go to camp. I don't really see much of a story. I, we know There's no way any of us will really know what happened behind the scenes. So I just take it for what it is and just move on. It's not really like I'm losing sleep over that. Yeah, I mean, I could care less. Like, 
watching LeBron play was pretty cool, but like imagine how Genie Bus and like Rob Polinka felt watching him play against like semi pro basketball players that like like he was praying he doesn't go down wrong on his leg or something. I know they work out in the summer, it's so, like anything can happen, but um, and then there was Kevin Durant rumors. He was in Portland at a restaurant having dinner when the restaurant posted that he was eating, I think it was dinner, and he was accompanied by Ben Simmons, who was not pictured. It kind of went around on Twitter. And then the company said, never mind, it was Corey Joseph. My server thought he was Ben Simmons, which Ben Simmons is 6'10", Corey Joseph is like 6'2", maybe 6'3". It's like, how the hell do you confuse those two? And then we really find out that it was actually, I believe, Mike James and not Corey Joseph. <laughs> so uh, I don't know. Like, I'm assuming it was Mike James. I know they're pretty tight, Katie and Mike James, obviously. But all we know is it was not Ben Simmons. Yeah, I saw it too. I first saw the Simmons rumor and I was like, oh, that's cool. I guess it's a good sign. And I think I saw your tweet. And then when it switched like, to Mike James, Corey Joseph, it kind of came a non-story for me. Like people were like, oh my god, he's in Portland. He wants to go to the Blazers. Like Dame was actually like on his live stream, like with some of the Blazers summer league players after they won the summer league final, and like he was not even in Portland himself. So I think it was just more showing there, nothing to do with like those. Plus, like Portland wouldn't have anything really to offer if like you really got down to it. But I think it's really just an odd story. I don't, I don't know how you get Mike James and Corey Joseph confused with Ben Simmons considering the big height difference. But yeah, if I had a guess, that probably was Mike James. I know they're tight. Like he visited him in Europe to like go to some of his games. So I just think it was probably him. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure that Kevin Durant's brother Tony. Uh, I know he had a basketball camp. I know Kevin was there at one point. I'm not sure if it was in Portland. I don't remember, but I do know that Kevin was there. Um, he was also taking jump shots at a gym with like local kids around or whatever Kevin was. That was on Twitter. Um, so. I think it's a pretty much a non-story. At first, I was pretty hyped. And I'm like, why would Kevin Durant have dinner with Ben Simmons, like, all the way in Portland if he wasn't planning on staying? And then we found out it wasn't Ben, who Ben was in New York City. So let's move on to what I really want to focus on after we got through all that rumors, bullshit, don't know what to believe. Anyways, um, so the Nets finished their summer league 3-2. Uh, and two. They defeated the uh, Boston Celtics. I believe it was Saturday, correct, Anthony? Yep. And Anthony was there. So it's all yours, Anthony. I'll kind of fill it after. Uh, how did you feel being up close watching our boys, Cam, uh, David Duke, Dayron, et cetera? So, yeah, so for, I knew I was going to Vegas now for a few few months. Um, didn't really think about the summer league I did, like a couple months ago because it was so far out, focused on the net season, and like didn't really know if it was in a timeout well. But then once I saw this week that those would be like during like the summer league quote unquote playoffs, not that they really had a playoff, but like that the Nets could potentially play. And I got found time on my schedule. I was like, how often am I here? I got I to gotta check this out, especially because the Nets are playing. Like, there's no way I can pass this up. So tickets only 40 bucks. I'm like, why not? Let's just go. The stadium itself is really cool. It's at UNLV campus. It's the University of Las Vegas. So the Thomas and Mack Center, really nice venue inside. They had a lot of, like, stuff for, like, sightseeing. So, like, the Summer League Championship. A lot of photos of past players, like Kevin Durant, Giannis, Steph, all playing in the games. Um, you could sit anywhere you want. So like, I have to go down really close to courtside, chat up with a lot of basketball fans, talk to some Laker fans about some of the Ross Kyrie stuff. It was kind of funny. Um, it was really cool. Like just seeing the Nets get to play in person, like obviously been the Barclays before, but seeing this kind of venue, you can be so close up like there. It was just really quite an experience. Like I never 
thought I'd be able to go to a summer league game. A lot of people, it's on their bucket list as NBA fans. So it's just cool to be in Vegas itself and to see like the young guys play maybe before they become stars or like mainstays in the league. It was awesome. Like the game itself was really cool. Um, Cam and David Duke went off. They had like 20 plus points each. Duke really showed he had some offensive games. So maybe the Nets can sign him to a standard contract. A lot of people think he maybe fill up that Bruce Brown role. I think Cam, once again, he made all-NBA first team, so congrats to him after winning MVP last year. I think it really shows he could be a good rotation player in this league. Um, like, Cass kind of struggled in that game a little bit, but then he kind of, like, towards the end played well. Sharp kind of didn't play the fourth, but he also looks like if he gets his fouling under control, he could be a really big contributor for this team as a backup big or just, like, in a reserve role. You'd like to see the Nets be a little more dominant considering they had, like, four NBA players, like, playing in the summer league. Like, they did look good at certain points. But you'd want them to do a little better comparatively, considering like four to their five and their starting lineup were like starters. I like Adonis Alondis Williams. I don't know if he's going to even get like a two way or exhibit 10, but I like his size and playmaking. If the Nets don't keep him, I could see like him going to another team. But overall, it was just a good game. Like the Boston probably shot lights out from three, and the Nets were trailing most of the game, but they ended up uh, making a nice little comeback and taking the win. I told some of those fans that they didn't really know uh, Cam Thomas, like, watch him. He's going to, he's going to cook. And at first he was struggling, making me look bad. But once he started golf the second half, like, damn, he can play. He's like, he played last year. Like, they, they didn't even know who he was. And I was like, yeah, he played like sparingly. But overall, it was just a really cool experience. Like, I studied for that. was at the end of the Spurs Grizzlies game. And I stayed for the Nets game. You could really stay all day if you want, get like seven or eight games for 40 bucks. That's really worth it. High key recommend if you're ever in Vegas around that time to do it. It's definitely like one of those things you got to just check out for yourself. So you never know who's going to become a star. It would have been cool to see, like, Paolo or Chet, but a lot of those guys are already shut down at this point. But, yeah, Summer League was a, a really big blast, and I'm glad I got to do it. Yeah, man, I mean, I when you told when you told me you were going to Vegas, I immediately was like, oh, you better go watch the next Summer League. And you're like, yeah, yeah, I'll check it out and see what's going on. That was, like, my first thought. I mean, Vegas is obviously Vegas, and, of course, my first thought is Brooklyn at the Summer League. But I do think Cam kind of showed some growth, um, not so much with the scoring. We knew he can score the ball, but his passing. I know he had that one pass against Boston. It was kind of in transition, an underhand pass to a guy cutting up the middle. I can't remember who it was. Um, it's just growth like that. I think uh, David Duke looked very good. We know he had that like high intensity, like the high motor. Um, would rebound, play defense, but he's been, he was knocking down jump shots, kind of showed more to his offensive game. So like you were saying, I mean, I would love to see him get that standard contract and that's have some roster spots open still. Um, Dayron, I don't, I think it was the game before when Dayron put up like 25 and 10 with like a couple, four blocks. He hit a three, like he dominated the paint that game, like absolutely dominated um, against Boston. He looked okay but he dominated the paint the game before. Like, I know Nets Twitter was calling for him to take Claxton's job as a starter, which is insane to me. Said if he gets that following under control, I'm excited to see what he can do. He, uh, he's very strong. He can somewhat knock down a jump shot, and he can keep improving that. And then there's Kessler, man. I was incredibly high on Kessler Edwards last year. I still think he has a ton of potential. I think he's talented. He's got the body. He just looks like nervous to me. I mean, we definitely saw it in the playoffs, but even in the summer league, like he just doesn't look comfortable. Um, I don't know if it's coaching. I don't know. I don't know why. Like he's not asked to do like a crazy role where he has the ball in his hands a lot. It's kind of like that three and D type. Um, yeah, he just look. 
he just looks uncomfortable. I don't know if you kind of felt that watching in person, but watching him through the TV, I watched most of the summer league games. I missed one, I think, because I was working, but he doesn't look like he's comfortable. Yeah, I would kind of agree with that. He just looks like he just like has like showing he hasn't been there before, which is weird because certain points last year, it really looked like he was confident. Like he right. he just he looked like awkward, like you said. Like he needs to be more confident in his game. He doesn't need to put the ball on the floor and score. He doesn't need to do all the things that Cam Thomas does. He's out there. He, he made the team because of his defense, his length, and he could shoot. Like just stick with what you're good at, stay in the corner, D up, and then you're you're gonna have a spot in the sleeve, but just don't try to do too much. Yeah. I agree. And, like, I mean, that's what he's good at right now. He's so young. Like, he can develop the rest of it. Don't get me wrong. Like, I'm not saying that's all he's going to be for the rest of his career. But confidence is big in basketball. I mean, we see it with Cam. Cam thinks he's scoring every time he touches the ball. And, like, Dayron has that, like, outgoing kind of personality. It's just, I don't know, Kess seems more laid back, kind of reserved, quiet. I don't know. I think he's going to make it. Hopefully he turns out to be a great piece for the Nets. But... I don't know. I think he's got some growth still. I think he showed the least out of those four in the summer league, in my opinion. Yeah, probably go Cam one. Duke and Sharp, I say tied for two, and then I look yep. I agree. And I, and I do think Alondis Williams has uh, some crazy playmaking abilities. If he could have a jump shot, I would be very excited to watch him play for the next five to ten years. Yeah, we'll see how his career pans out. He can develop it a little bit, but I think the Nets have a nice young little people that they like to use their cards well and have some guys in cheap deals to contribute some minutes because you do need some guys on those cheap deals to make your team that much better. I agree. I mean, look at the Warriors. They add those guys every freaking year, it feels like. <laughs> now they have a next like the next group. That's why I always thought right. it was stupid if they even trade for KD because they have those guys that could take over for the franchise maybe like three to four, five years down the line. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, that's that's how you win. You get the the stars, and you just retool around them because role players usually don't stick around forever. Spurs did it. Yeah, I mean that's how you win. But anything we missed, Anthony? Well, I think that's it. It's going to be a dry now for in terms of like nets. Like so obviously, some league's over. Nothing's dry with these rumors still because I think it's still very active. Like in terms of like what can happen, what can't happen. So keep an eye out for that. I think a lot of free agencies are still being held up a little bit because of Katie and Kyrie. I forgot who said it. I think it was like Langston Galloway said, like, everyone's being yeah. Katie and Kyrie. So we'll see. Um, obviously, if something big happens, we're going to emergency pop. We'll probably stick to the once a week for now just because of like the lack of news. Just talk about some rumors because let the rumors build up every week. Never short of them. Yeah, that's sure not. Um, all right. Once again, thank you guys for listening to the Sports Ethos Nets podcast with Anthony and Cody tonight. Like Anthony just said, there's going to be plenty of rumors. Don't get too emotionally invested in them. We've seen it over these three weeks. One reporter said something. The other reporter said something completely different. But uh, let's go next. Did you know the Capital Ideas podcast now has a new monthly edition hosted by Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin? Through the words and experiences of investment professionals, you'll discover 
who was their best mentor? What's a mistake they made that changed their approach? And how do they find their next great idea? Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Published by American Funds Distributors, Inc. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.